Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. All right, Miami indeed, and free agency is off to a rocking start as your Miami Dolphins have been busy bolstering the roster with quality signings, freak athletes, intelligent, instinctive scheme fits, and we've been doing it with clever cap management that keeps this roster in terrific financial shape going forward. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield with you here for a special series of the Drive Time Podcast, part of the official podcast network of your Miami Dolphins. We aren't making these shows with specific dates, but we are rolling out a new episode per player signing, and we'll start with the details of the player's career, taking a look at their counting stats, advanced metrics, film study, character testimonies, and a whole lot more. All of that before we hear from the newest Miami Dolphins in exclusive interviews with the Drive Time podcast. So without any further ado, let's get in to the 2020 free agency series here on the Drive Time podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And today we are talking about new Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones. And sometime on the podcast in the coming week or so, we're going to go over the cumulative impact of these moves, of these additions, and kind of get you up to date on where Miami are heading into the draft and the second week of free agency. But I want to let the chips fall where they may before we do that. And so these podcasts are all about focusing on the individual players. And today our focus is on Byron Jones, who is now the highest paid cornerback in the National Football League, and he earned it for a variety of reasons. Flores harps on the versatility of defensive players and anybody on the roster for that matter all the time. And that's exactly what Byron Jones brings to the table. He's been a lockdown cornerback the last two seasons, but he entered the NFL from UConn as a corner, but flipped over to the safety position with the Dallas Cowboys in 2016 and 2017. He went back to cornerback in 2018 and his production is near the top of the leaderboard in several of those categories. You go to playerprofile.com and advanced metric site. They rank Jones second in yards per target allowed at 5.1 last season, and he allowed the ninth fewest receptions per game at 2.2 and the fourth fewest total yards for a cornerback at 351. He also ranked fourth in both coverage rating and catch rate allowed proprietary stats there at playerprofile.com. Jones can play anywhere in the secondary, but playing that cornerback position has been where he has been best. 125 targets going back to the start of 2018. He allowed 65 receptions. That's just 52% completion rate in a league that really benefits quarterbacks and the passing game for completion percentages well over 60%. So he's well below that mark. 806 yards allowed, just 6.4 yards per attempt since 2018. He's rarely targeted. And the area he really, really shines in Dallas, which he'll play a lot here in Miami, is in that man coverage. And playing man coverage as a cornerback, you're not going to get as many opportunities to get your hands in the football because you're playing the man. Usually your head's not facing the quarterback. You're not camped out in a zone, keying the quarterback and trying to jump routes. He's playing sticky, tight man coverage and preventing the quarterback from even thinking about throwing the ball in his direction. Despite that, rarely being targeted, he has 19 pass breakups over the last two years. The ball production is there. 
And among players with better than 600 snaps, Jones was the 11th highest graded cornerback on Pro Football Focus in 2019, and his tackling grade ranked first among all corners, and his coverage grade was number 12 among all cornerbacks. Going back to 2018, Jones was PFF's fifth highest graded cornerback with 600 or more snaps. He's six foot one, 200 pounds, and he blew up the 2015 scouting combine at the NFL. He paced the defensive backs there in the vertical jump at 44.5 inches. This dude can almost jump four feet off the ground. His broad jump was best at 147 inches. His three cone as well was best, 6.78 seconds, 20 yard shuttle, 3.94 seconds, and 60 yard shuttle, 10.98 seconds. All of those were best among defensive backs in 2015. That rare length and athletic combination really makes it a difficult task for receivers to earn clean releases when he lines up in that press cover, but also if he does get beat initially, he has the recovery speed to get back into phase and get back into position. He is a tough task for any receiver in the NFL. He can press and disrupt at the line, or he can bell in a variety of zone coverages. He leans on that football IQ and instincts to anticipate route concepts of the offense. And going back to his athletic scorecard at the scouting combine, we had Kent Platt on a podcast a couple weeks ago talking about the top performers at the 2019 scouting combine. None of those guys topped Byron Jones's 9.96 out of 10 score among cornerbacks. In fact, that 9.96 score is the highest ever for a cornerback at the scouting combine. Elite metrics in the measurements department. What about production? Also elite there. Let's look at some individual matchups Jones has had over the last two seasons against some of the game's premier elite wide receivers. Jones versus Michael Thomas last season. Two catches, 21 yards. If you recall, Michael Thomas broke the record for receptions and won Offensive Player of the Year, but he wasn't getting his on Byron Jones, your new Dolphins cornerback. Jones, 2019 against Alshon Jeffrey. Goose egg, zero catches, zero yards. Jones versus Stephon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings in 2019. One catch, 11 yards. Jones on John Brown, who he'll see twice a year now in Buffalo, along with Stephon Diggs in 2019. One catch, six yards. Jones versus Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods combined. Two total catches, 19 yards that day against the Los Angeles Rams. Jones versus Odell Beckham in 2018. Guessed it. Goose egg. Zero catches. He was targeted five times in that game, and the Giants caught one ball up against Byron Jones. 20% completion in that game. Back to 2018 against Julio Jones. One reception, 19 yards. Jones in 18 again versus Michael Thomas. Goose egg. Zero catches. And Jones versus T.Y. Hilton in 2019. One reception, 23 yards. Those guys put up five, six, seven, eight catches a game. They go up around 90, 100 yards every single game. None of them got better than 23 yards, and none of them got better than two catches on Byron Jones. Fantastic cover guy out there in space. And his college tape and workout metrics helped him earn high praise from scouts coming out of the draft. This from Lance Zerline of NFL.com, quote, extremely smart and instinctive player on the field, shows above average anticipation of routes, is able to sniff out rub routes and works to avoid them, flashes recovery speed downfield and gets his head around to find the football to make a play on it. He had eight picks at UConn. He uses instincts and adequate closing bursts to disrupt the catch. He's a generally reliable tackler, team captain, and leader on and off the field. And in the locker room, scouts say he's willing to play hurt and inspires his teammates, end quote. He also had a quote in that bit, Zerline did, from an NFC scout anonymously, quote, high character player with the vision and instincts you want from an NFL quarterback, really nice young man who you cheer for, end quote. 
and the durability mention you hear there from Zerline's report shows up tangibly in the snap count workload of Byron Jones' NFL career. He's played 4,903 snaps over a five-year career. That's an average of 980.6 snaps per season. Essentially, he doesn't leave the field. And this quote was found by Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post, coming from Don Brown, who used to coach the defense and defensive backs at UConn when Byron Jones was there. He now more recently is the defensive coordinator at Michigan. Quote, great human being, highly competitive, great athlete, one of the best young people I have ever been around, end quote. And Jones has been praised for that locker room leadership, toughness, and intelligence on the football field. Above all, Jones relies on his preparation during the week to excel on Sundays. This is a quote from him from ESPN.com. Taking the ball away is a lot of things. It's a mental thing as well. You've got to know what you're looking for. For me, working with Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee helped me out a lot. We've already talked about having film sessions together and everything that goes into that. I'm not endlessly looking at film. I'm looking for specific things to help me, end quote. And Jones's contributions at UConn earned him a first-round draft pick distinction, but he is a well-rounded human being who did more than just play football. He was an economics major at the University of Connecticut and also interned for Congresswoman Elizabeth Etsy in Washington, D.C. Jones had this to say about the experience, quote, It was an eye-opening experience. I went to hearings, briefings, took notes on behalf of the Congresswoman. I gave tours of the U.S. Capitol. It was fascinating, end quote. So Miami's new cornerback is a renaissance man both on and off the field. And we are joined now by the newest cornerback of the Miami Dolphins, signed a five-year contract on Wednesday with the team. New deal, new team. Byron Jones, how you feeling, man? I feel great. I'm relaxing at home, thinking about my time, and I can't wait to uh, actually get to Miami, actually enjoy the weather, enjoy the people, and get together with my teammates. So that's where I want to start with you, Byron. You were in hot pursuit by a few teams in the free agency period. So why the Dolphins? To be honest, man, what I really like about this Dolphins team is it's, it's young. And um, and for me, this will be a new challenge in terms of not just leading by example, but leading with my voice and speaking up and talking to guys and making sure I'm changing the culture in that in that young locker room. Um, so that, that gives me an opportunity to do that. And that, that to me, was a really exciting challenge. Um, I believe in what Coach Flo was doing. I spoke to a bunch of coaches about him, and everyone had nothing but good things to say about him. So I know he's building something special, and I want to be a part of it. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about was Brian Flores as well as Josh Boyer who have an extensive resume of defensive back development and just getting production from guys regardless of where they came from. You come in with a high pedigree. Have you had a chance to meet with Josh Boyer yet and Gerald Alexander and some of those defensive backs coaches? Unfortunately, no, not yet. That's why I'm hoping to get a chance to actually fly down to Miami and meet these guys in person. But, um, I mean, I, I, again, I've heard nothing but good things about the defensive side of the ball, no question. So um, that's exciting for me as a corner, knowing that these guys have such a high pedigree for, you know, making good DBs even better. And that's something we have to deal with right now with the coronavirus going on. So hopefully we get you down here real soon. You're joining a defensive backfield that has some big time names in it. What does it mean for you to play in a defensive backfield that, you know, could challenge for, for supremacy at the top of the NFL? Yeah, I actually hit up my man X on Instagram just to say um, I, I couldn't wait to play alongside another top tier cornerback. I know Eric Rowe from uh, we trained together in Pensacola uh, right before the combine. Um, so I know a couple guys in that backfield. So um, I think it's really cool the opportunity to play along with a bunch of DBs who understand the game who are also top in their game. Um, that was also a big factor. You know, it's hard to find a team with two top tier corners and 
So this is special for us. When you talk about being a top-tier corner, Byron, I went over some of your individual matchups throughout the course of the last two years and some of the guys that you bodied up in terms of their targets, receptions, and yards. It's it's ridiculous, to be perfectly frank. I mean, Michael Thomas, in two games against you, has two receptions. That guy won the Offensive Player of the Year award last year. What is it about those big-time matchups that gets the best out of you? You know, truthfully, um, it's really a defensive thing. Like one thing I had in Dallas was guys who rushed the passes. I call these, they call the hot boys. I call them maniacs because they just have high energy, high motors, and they're putting pressure on quarterbacks. And, um, you know, for, to, to be a really good corner in this league, you can't do it alone. You got to have guys who are rushing the passes. I mean, these quarterbacks and receivers are getting better and better each year, and the rules are kind of being shaded towards the offense as opposed to the defense. So um, putting pressure on quarterbacks makes my job a lot easier. So it's, it's partly, yes, I am a skilled defensive back, you know, I'm a guard guys, no matter who it is or where it is, but um, it really comes together and it really becomes something special when you guys have, when you have a, a defensive line, linebacker group who's really rushing that quarterback. And you've played at multiple positions throughout the course of your career so far, drafted as a cornerback in Dallas, moved to safety for a little bit. What did that experience teach you and what has the versatility and multiplicity in your game done to benefit your overall skill set as a defensive back? Yeah, so I came in as a corner, played a couple games at corner, played a couple games at dime, and then they needed me at safety. So I stayed there for about two and a half, three years, and then moved back to corner under coach uh, Chris Richard, who really helped me develop my skill as a, as a top-tier cornerback. Um, you know, playing multiple positions in the defensive backfield really gives you an understanding of the defense. Um, you know, oftentimes players, especially young players, they just understand their position. And to really to, to take that next step to the next level, you have to really understand each position and how it works. As a defensive back, you got to understand where your help is, where your safety is, your linebacker help, um, how many guys are rushing the passer. That dictates when the ball's coming, how it's going to come out, how fast it's going to come out. So all that stuff, like just playing those multiple positions, it gave me that opportunity to really learn the defense intimately. And um, it's been really beneficial for me. I can help out of safety. I can play safety. I can play nickel. I can play dime. I have great history covering tight ends, bigger bigger receivers, all that good stuff. So um, this, just, the, it, just the development just the development process alone, it helped me tremendously. And so you mentioned your ability to kind of recognize route concepts and play that quarterback style of defense on the other side as you key some of the things you see in front of you. I'm sure if you've talked to Flo extensively, you've heard tough, smart, discipline. That's what we do down here in Miami. And I also read an article about your film prep and kind of your work habits and how Sean Lee, the Cowboys linebacker, taught you a lot in terms of the mental side of the game. So I'm curious to ask you, Byron, how... How are you able to apply that to the games on Sunday? And also, on top of the, the smart aspect of the game, I read something that said that your your toughness, or you, you played through an MCL sprain at one point. Where does that toughness come from? Like, for us simpletons that don't play the game, that we don't have that athletic ability, how are you able to gut through something like that and be out there for your teammates? Well, going back to the um, just the preparation phase, Sean Lee, by far, is one of the best people to learn to prepare for the game for. I mean, the guy is there early. He's there late. He's your, you know, your, your prototypical guy who stays late, comes early, watches film, and he breaks down the game in a way that's easily to digest for him. And, you know, uh, just seeing the way he he approached the, the, the game in, in terms of preparation made me change the way I took notes, the way I watched film, the way I took care of my body. So um, just having around and just seeing that on a daily basis completely changed my game. And, um, you know, it's it's cool because 
offenses, the, what they run against us is what they run in the past. You know, every offense has their scheme and, and has their style. And you're going to see some of the same routes and the same runs over and over again. So just being able to key that stuff and watching that stuff on film and making notes of it makes you play a little bit quicker. And um, in terms of playing hurt, I never encourage anyone to do that. Um, but that's a part of ball, you know. Um, you know, at, at times you're going to have to sacrifice certain things to, for your brothers to, to your left and to your right. And um, as long as you make a smart decision where you're not jeopardizing your long-term health, uh, you know, some guys are willing to do it, some guys aren't. We got new Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones here on the Drive Time podcast with Travis Wingfield. We are part of the official Miami Dolphins podcast network. And Byron, you and I were speaking off air a little bit about your combine metrics and that world record broad jump, which still stands today, by the way. I mean, you're, I don't know if you're familiar with the relative athletic scorecard. It's a basically cumulative score of your combine workout metrics. You still hold the highest number for all defensive backs in the history of the combine. So what does that do and how does that translate into the Pro Bowl talent we see on Sundays? Okay, this is going to be crazy. Hear me out. So <laughs> what frustrates me the most is how good of a two-foot jumper I am, but I'm not that great <laughs> off of one foot. And in football, you're jumping primarily off of one foot. Um, so, you know, I go in the basketball gym. I can do any dunk imaginable on, off two feet. But one foot, it ain't so great. Um, so that's one thing I've always been gifted with the ability to jump far and, and, and high off two feet. Um, and for me that in terms of translation to the football field, it just helps with my explosive movements, you know, getting out of my stance and all that good stuff, um, change the direction as well. Um, you got to have strength, uh, along with that explosion and that strength gets me out of some wacky positions at times. So, um, that's been a blessing. Shout out to my mom and dad for the good genes. There, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got to gotta pay it back somehow. So you mentioned basketball yeah. and dunking, and I, I got to go here because we have some guys here that think that they could play in the NBA too. I'm talking about Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki. <laughs> Christian Wilkins told me he was the best basketball player on the team. Now I've seen him throw a sweet drop step it. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got to <laughs> ask you, are you going to win the dunk contest if they had one for the Dolphins? It's been like two years since I've dunked, which is unusual for me. But I think I still got it. I think I still got. I think I still got the juice in the legs. Give me a week to get back, you know, and get back to basketball shape. But I think I can get it. What about the jump shot? Is that still there too? Absolutely no shot. So listen, <laughs> I know my strengths and weaknesses, and that's the frustrating thing about basketball. Football guys just try to do everything. They try to beat Steph Curry, LeBron James, dribble, shoot. Like no, I I'm not shooting. I am not dribbling. I will defend my ass off. I'm going to put back them layups. And I'm that guy that no one thinks is good at basketball, but once they see me play, you're like, okay, I want that guy on my team. I defend and I get buckets. I get boards. We've got another podcast here on the network called The Fish Tank. It's with former Dolphins receiver OJ McDuffie, and they always detail the basketball games that used to happen back at his house back in the day. And there was always a guy, they, they talk about the best five they get on the floor, and there was always a guy on that roster that just said what you just said about being the toughest dude out there, and you're going to get your rebounds, and you're going to get all the, your block shots and stuff like that. So does that translate to oh, the football yeah. field as well? Oh, yeah. It's, just being, it's about being scrappy, you know, getting what comes to you. Um, and for me, just being a defender, I love defending. You know, when I played safety, you're kind of out there 12 yards away. You're not really interacting with too many players until, you know, something goes wrong. But for me, uh, playing corner, man, having someone in front of me and defending someone, someone in front of me made me fall in love with the game in a different way, like more than any time in my entire life. Um, so defending, that's what I naturally love to do. So, yeah. 
So when you get down here in Miami, what jersey number do you want to wear? That's a, a good question. I'm not sure what numbers are available, but um, I think I'm looking for a little change up. 31 was dope, but you know, I think it's time to change it up a little bit. And when you do get down here, besides the jersey number, what are you most looking forward to about what are you most looking forward to about South Florida? The weather, yeah. the weather, <laughs> and just like the uh, it sound weird, but the vegetation, like plants and I'm into stuff like that. Uh, I like feeling like I'm in a little jungle. And I've seen some pictures of certain areas, and it just that, that really, and obviously the beach is cool as well too. You know, you don't have much ocean around here in Dallas, so. Um, I'm looking forward to all those things right here. Miami is a great city. Um, you have to see, see pictures and movies and gone there a few times myself here and there, but to actually live in, in Miami, I'm looking forward to that. It gets a little toasty out there at training camp, but the rest of the year definitely makes it all worth it. I wanted to ask you one more question mm -hmm. about off the field stuff here, Byron. I read about your background in college and that internship you did in Washington. Can you kind of talk to us about that and what that did for your just general overall knowledge and overall growth as a human? Yeah, it was really cool. So I did an internship um, at the state capitol in Connecticut first for a month. And then I went to D.C. and worked um, in a congressional office for about two months. And um, I quickly learned that this is not what I want to do after football. <laughs> but two, um, it just made me realize, like, you know, you go into an office, you think you're smart. You think you're smart. But when you're around people in the congressional office, it's really on another, another level. It, to me, it's the staffers, the people you don't know really run those offices yeah the legislator the congressman or congresswoman they're also intelligent but they are back and have an incredible staff of you know five to 50 people at times depending on if you're um, in the house of representatives or in the senate it's it's really incredible the staff that that really makes that whole thing run and um it was a cool experience really cool to be in dc but man i'm hanging my politics hat up i hung that hat up a long time ago well, I think you made the right professional choice, Byron. I won't take up any more of your time. Congratulations on the new contract. Congratulations on joining Miami. Best of luck this year. Stay healthy, and uh, welcome to Miami, man. Appreciate you, Jarvis, man. Take care. And there he goes. Your new Dolphins cornerback, Byron Jones, signs a five-year deal to come down here and bolster what looks to be a very, very good secondary for your Miami Dolphins. I left the stat off the initial part of the podcast. I want to jump right back into it. This from Bill Barnwell of ESPN and NFL's Next Gen Stats. Opposing quarterbacks completed just 50% of their passes when Jones was the nearest defender in coverage last year in 2019, which was the seventh best mark in the league for cornerbacks with at least 250 coverage snaps. Opposing quarterbacks mostly left Jones alone as he was targeted a mere 13% of pass attempts last season. The only cornerback with 250 or more coverage snaps who was targeted less frequently was the Chargers Casey Hayward. So Byron Jones coming to Miami, bringing that skill set, the versatility, the intelligence, the leadership, the toughness. This guy has it all. Big, big things coming for him in Miami. All right, let's go ahead and button this one up. We have plenty more podcasts coming your way as the free agency period was hot and heavy for the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk to all of the new additions here on the Drive Time Podcast. But in the meantime, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of those. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. You heard me talk about the Fish Tank Podcast. Check that out, as well as the Audible with John Congemi and Kim Bocamper. MiamiDolphins.com for all the content on your Miami Dolphins. Until next time, fins up. Next time, fins up. Next time, 